0: Hi, I'm Aideen, and I'm Lynn. And you are listening to Side Hugs, your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about a weird-ass family. If you don't know already, Lynn was our first-ever guest on the pod, and she is amazing. She is filling in for Chrissy this week, who's off on vacation. Um, Lynn, thank you so much for being here. Welcome back to the pod. I'm very excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> We know each other. We go back. Yes. <laughs> we had a really good conversation the last time. Yeah, yeah. And now you're back for guest hosting, which we've been talking about. And I've been like yeah. wanting to get you on. And I feel like we finally like found an episode. Mm-hmm. I we have tea to spill. <laughs> We're I'm going ready. in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. We've been prepped and primed for this. Mm-hmm. So this week we are discussing season one, episode two of Nineteen Kids and Counting duggars do nyc the duggars are invited to go on the today show for a special mother's day appearance we also discuss josh's fame-whoring tendencies michelle's bizarre predilection for keeping her family in the know about her menstrual cycle and the infamous scene of jackson getting lost in the newark airport listen we may call them the lost boys as a joke but we are not fucking wrong on this like this
1: i mean this is the proof this is the reason (laughs)
0: It's all the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Mm -hmm. Like we are not pulling this out of our ass,
1: poor Jackson Duggar. But first, let's get into Duggar current events. Okay,
0: finally, it has been confirmed. Anna has announced she's having a girl. I can't completely take responsibility for calling it, but we did kind of call it. But like speculation has been out there. Who knows what took her so long to announce? But she finally did that. She's having a girl due in the fall. We don't have, like, any specifics about the due date yet. We just know it's going to be her seventh
1: fucking kid. I'm so sad that it's a girl. Like, they don't need any more girls. They don't deserve any more girls. I mean, they really don't, like... Deserve any more, children, any more
0: children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't deserve any more anything. Um, I mean, listen, they have six. Like, they're good. It's not like, you know... I mean, this pregnancy is also weird. Anna is on Instagram every single day of her life, hours every day. I don't want to see her, like, weekly screen report that we get every Sunday night because I feel like I'd be terrified if I were Anna. (laughs) Yes. Um, And it's so just strange for her not to, like, announce. I feel like she's always one of the first to be, like, the first to announce. She loves that Instagram engagement oh she does exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like up till like three months ago we were still getting monthly Mariella posts like today I uh-huh. am blank a month year old and it's like yeah. and okay. I
1: thought it was so strange that they decided to do it with a gender announcement as opposed to doing the pregnancy announcement and then doing the I gender know. reveal I thought that that was so odd like so not her she
0: must be pretty far along she said due in the fall I don't yeah. know how like
1: ultrasounds or anything work
0: Um, maybe they know maybe they did like a DNA thing I oh know, this yeah. is yeah. oh my god i am shocked okay i looked at her age girl is 32 fucking years old <laughs> oh my god no she's not <laughs> 32 is now that i'm i'm not up in age but i feel i'm like coming up on a birthday <laughs> of feeling it. I cannot think of thirty-two as like an old age anymore. I feel like COVID has been unkind to like every person. But imagine mm-hmm. that compounded by nine kids, a warehouse, and pests, and like also fourteen. No yeah. <laughs> yeah, no windows. <one> <laughs>
1: Could you imagine? <laughs> <sighs> Poor Anna. Yeah. Yeah. And- did you? I don't know if you engaged with that the Instagram post at all, but I noticed. I don't know if I saw this on Reddit or on the post itself, but she replied to a comment of somebody asking whether, like, how her husband affords all these children, and oh, I she did said, see like, that, yeah. my husband takes care of us. We're totally comfortable. He works very hard, and I thought that oh that God. was so weird.
0: Yeah, insert one of those like sure Jan eye roll gifts, like, of yeah, yeah okay, Anna, <laughs> like, definitely, you're very well provided for. Yes, I mean. Ugh, I'm still dying to know what the fuck happened in 2019 with the car lot. I would. I think over it's over there. It's
1: not like they, it's not running anymore. Right. Like it's not. I don't, no, I don't think so. He has, Josh has to work for one of his dad's like offshoot businesses though. Like there's no way that he owns anything. And I know like, yeah, At least some of the Duggar's property is in Anna's name, I guess, probably for tax. I forget about that. Yeah. She's becoming a little like Robert Barron herself because of all these (laughs) these shady tax dealings. Mm -hmm. That's going to backfire one day on them big time.
0: I mean, if it hasn't already.
1: Yeah. I I, like,
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, she also, she posted a photo with all the girls from the girl
1: apocalypse of 2019. Yes, the beau-pocalypse. Yes, <laughs> the bow apocalypse. I thought it was so funny that after this whole big thing with Ginger and Jeremy not posting their kids' faces, that Anna was bold enough to post a picture of Felicity and Evangeline. <laughs> I can't imagine she'd, like
0: asked permission and then received permission from Jeremy. I'm sure she no. just was like, I'm posting this on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, this is a fascinating photo. This is so mm-hmm. trippy. There's so many of them. There's so they many. They all of them. look so alike. I know, except for weirdly, I mean not weirdly, but Felicity and Evangeline, Evangeline, Yeah. they yeah. look distinctly, I would say they look Volo more than oh, better, 100%. And sure.
1: Ivy, she looks like a little fucking doll baby with glass eyes (laughs) i
0: know i know
1: she's definitely haunted
0: she's like a haunted child
1: yeah cursed energy i was looking
0: at them and i was like i was like fuck wait i i can only name seven of them and i'm like wait Nadine, this is like, you're not right in the head. You shouldn't be able to name seven babies of strangers that you don't know and have never met. Like, this is unwell of you to do this.
1: That's the curse of this.
0: I know. I know. Thinking to myself, like, fuck, like, I I can only know. I can only name seven of them. It's like, that's already (laughs) wrong. That's not okay. These are It's not an accomplishment
1: to know. I know.
0: It's (laughs) actually like a signal
1: that, like, I need to, like, check back into rehab. Like, it's like... (laughs) Oh my god. Well, one thing I did want to bring up about the gender reveal was that M1 was wearing pants. And I oh, thought I that, that, that was crazy. I was like she's, She was wearing like a fashionable little jumper. Yeah. Like she's on her way to breaking out. I can feel it in my bones. Like she's <laughs> she's on her way. <laughs> well, this is something interesting about
0: Mackenzie is that she is the only kid that they have that's old enough that okay, this is like a develop a theory that I'm developing slowly out of nothing. <laughs> but okay. um She's a kid. She's the only kid of theirs, of Josh and Anna's, that's able to like remember their previous like life of flying high in DC and going, yeah. you know, having money and having this like big house and yard mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And now she's in a fucking warehouse. Like, I feel yeah. like the resentment must be like
1: not nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. I bet she's also getting to the age where she can Google things now and like use the computer when her maybe when her parents aren't looking. Like, I feel like she could like search you know like josh duggar and duggar and like i couldn't imagine being in her situation that poor child yeah okay
0: that's like as much as we start. i feel like that's like legitimately like heartbreaking yeah. <laughs> like as a human like that's so fucked up like yeah okay i feel for that child mm-hmm. i think it's like but i i think this is like one of the consequences of wh- starting with jim bob and michelle whoring your family out for 20 years for money yeah. on tv and then purposely garnering more public attention for yourself in the name mm-hmm. of, like, fame, money, and clout while you have all these, like, skeletons in your
1: closet, you know, for Josh. Yeah. I mean, my only hope is that that spurs some of the older, chi- like, grandchildren to break away because they have the access to the internet that their parents didn't have. Because I don't oh, think yeah. any of the parents are going to be as strict as JB and Michelle were. So that's, yeah. like, my only hope for the kids. All Of all the children, there's so many fucking
0: grandchildren. There's going to be... A lot, (laughs) a lot, a lot of different reactions, a lot of different personalities. And you're right. Like without the central like authority of Jim, Bob and Michelle, things will fray.
1: And I mean, like, let's face it, like they're not going to be in good health forever. You know, eventually these kids will be in their teenage, you know, they'll be teenagers and like their grandparents aren't going to be around forever. And without them wielding that power, I think that there will be even more of an opportunity for the adult couples to leave religion if they feel so inclined and subsequently their children leaving religion, which I think they're tied to in an unhealthy way because of the reliance on the, you know, the patriarch and the matriarch of the family. Fully. Yeah. I can
0: definitely see that. My hope is the gravy train runs dry. And that's like the first wave of like people breaking away. Mhm. Because I think they're going to live like freakishly long. I don't know. Sometimes like I feel like a Prince Philip vibe where he like hey, <laughs> hung on till he was like
1: 101 <laughs> out of like sheer spite and just yeah. like, like refusal to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, Prince Philip did not have to push out 19 watermelons. <laughs> yeah. So um Yeah. I can't imagine the slew of health problems that Michelle is already dealing with at this very moment in time, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll be here when the when the chips begin to fall. Yes. Um, for
0: the for your weekly recap. <laughs> okay. So this episode, Duggars fly to NYC. At the big apple as Chrissy calls it. At this point, they have 17 kids. They hightail over to Times Square. We get, like, a shot of them all coming out of, like, the taxi cabs. I'm sure it must have been just, like, a t- caravan of yellow taxi cabs to drop them off in the center of Times Square. I could not imagine. It seems like they are there for hours.
1: hmm Like, yeah. they,
0: are, they get dropped off in broad daylight, and we just get, like, so much footage of them, like, staring at all the lights and taking in the scenes and... People are coming up to them in the streets or, like, introducing themselves or asking, like, are you guys that family from TV? And then it's, like, nightfall, and that's
1: still fucking happening. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) imagine how tired those, like, small, like, the smallest children were. Okay, where the fuck are they peeing? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like what you're going to go into a subway and buy one bottle of water and then ask them to use their bathroom 17 times? No.
0: <laughs> I know. I was just so people in New York love to be like Times Square is like gross and shitty. It, to be it is. It is like horrendous. Yeah. So, of course, I feel like it goes without saying like it would be fun for five minutes and literally no longer than that. And it also sounds like they were there to get footage. So in A Talking Head, Jill, is, she mentions that a lot of people are coming up to them and they always ask, like, if they're Amish. And then she giggles and makes a joke that, like, LOL, like they really must not know what Amish people are. <laughs> Can you imagine getting clowned on by like a 17-year-old Jill for being like undereducated about other people's cultures? What a bird.
1: It's like, don't act like you know so much. And like, here's the thing. I live in the midst of Amish country. And oh, those right. people are so much more involved in the community and having individual interactions with the people who are not part of their religious community than I could ever imagine JB and Michelle doing (laughs) like they're kind and they're giving and they um they own beautiful stores and make beautiful furniture and i i do think that it's it's really funny for jill of all people to say like oh i think it's so funny that people are getting us confused with amish people because if you were in new york city and you had never met an amish person before she might have come across like what you would think an Amish person would look like.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like you're, I feel like their perception of themselves is so out of touch with like how they actually are and how they're perceived mm-hmm. by like most people, you know? I. It's just, it speaks to, I feel like the depth of their isolation and like the extent mm-hmm. to which they're like sequestered from like the rest of society. And also their delusion. you know, about, Yeah, of about of we're like, very normal and cool. Yeah, <laughs> like you we're know. so integrated. Right, right. Oh yeah, so there's this instance there, they've been in Times Square for a while, it's dark. And then this like NYPD van stops in the middle of Times Square and they get out and these two cops like come over to introduce themselves to Jim, Bob and Michelle. And it is like they are the self-appointed like official tourism ambassadors for New York. Like they are- selling it so hard. they like, we want you to have a good time. Like, you got to enjoy New York. Tell me you're enjoying New York. And they get, they like put on these like fake little accents and it's like, (laughs) they're really taking it upon themselves to be Mm -hmm. like extra, like welcoming to this like strange family.
1: Yeah. Which is totally the job of the NYPD. Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. Jim Bob
1: had that talking head later where he was like, you know, I didn't really think that New York felt that unsafe. There was a police officer on every corner and there's power in numbers. He's like, well, I'm sure there was crime happening, but we didn't see any of it. And I don't know, it just felt so weird. It's like, even when they're outside of their bubble, they're still in a bubble, you know, because That's they have yeah. these ideas of, you know, what the city is like or what even New York generally speaking is supposed to be like and their miscon it's almost disappointing that their misconceptions did not come to fruition for them.
0: <laughs> I mean a little bit. They they definitely seem like the type of people who'd be like, you gotta watch out. You gotta like wear yeah. your Keep your money in your underwear, <laughs> so no <nobody> one <laughs> steals it for you. It was just like another yeah. thing. They were inarguably like in the safest part of New York. No mm-hmm. harm was
1: going to come to them. They were yeah. basically like in Disneyland. Yeah, it's weird to take them to a place that seemingly is like contradictory to everything that they believe in and care about. You know, easily right. if, they were, if they were to go on the Today Show, they could have gotten dropped off in some like like, some back street, you know, where their hotel is located, and they go right to bed. <laughs> but Right, because they, they can't bear to, take... to be exposed yeah. to, like, all of the... Yeah. They did talk about,
0: there's this one scene where Jim Bob, where the producers ask Jim Bob about, like, you know, it's New York, it's dangerous, like, whatever, like, all the shit, and mm-hmm. he says that some of the advertisements that they see on all of, like, the billboards in Times Square are, quote-unquote, kind of raunchy, but they've trained their kids to just look away when it's raunchy and look at something else, which, like... Yeah totally sure josh was doing and not like getting an eyeful of like i mean in a way like this is what they were trained to do they were trained to like sell themselves and sell it this is they Mm -hmm. were being a walking advertisement for their own fucking show Absolutely,
1: you know that's what
0: they were doing it's just like Mm
1: -hmm. i mean what else would their motivation have been for like passing out pictures of their family to everybody that they passed on the street
0: you know that was weird also they they did i guess they came like prepared with these like postcard pictures of their family, which I totally know what these things are because it's like at churches, like I feel like missionaries used to do this or like traveling evangelist families would like yeah, hand out postcards of themselves or, yeah. okay, one time even like trading cards of all the people in their family- oh like a, no like, a missionary sure. family did this, and, like, we would collect them, and I'd be like, what the fuck were we doing? But, like, oh it God. is just, like, a branding opportunity thing for them, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. They came stocked with these postcards. They were passing them out to people. Like,
1: yeah. I guess it's their way of doing ministry, too, because if – Quote, unquote, ministry. Yeah, quote, unquote, <laughs> ministry, because – you know, they're passing out these cards to people and maybe they'll watch the show and then they'll see how wholesome it is to live this lifestyle and they'll, you right. know, convert or whatever. And I think yeah, it was all about sure. dream, but like for them they couldn't not do it with you know, they yeah. couldn't justify a trip like that without trying to peddle, you know, baptism
0: for people. You know what I also I think is that like they said that this was their second visit or like appearance on the today show but i think this was the first time that they brought the entire family because i would venture to guess that this was the first trip that tlc paid for Intro. Yeah, that's
1: what I was thinking. Yeah. And actually, I did a little bit of a deep dive on oh, what I, I believe the this. costs of that trip would have been for 19 people. At that point, right. Jennifer would have been under two, so she would have flown free. And then they brought Grandma Mary, which would have made three adults. And I'm not going to count the camera crew because like, I didn't know how many staff were with them. So I'm going to say 19 people they would have had to have bought round trip tickets for. To mm-hmm. New York City. Back in 2008, which is when this was filmed, I tried to calculate what the costs would have been calculating inflation and that kind of thing. And it would have been about $234 per person, you know, for a round trip ticket. And that came out to about $4,446 for just like. And then I assume like I said, that they would have stayed two nights at a hotel, probably in um, like in downtown Manhattan. And it was probably about $250 that they were doing like an economy type mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. where they, they were trying to make it cheap. So I decided to put grandma Mary and Jim Bob and Michelle in one room with two beds. And then <laughs> um, each, each adult, girl would have had their buddy group with them and then one for the older boys and that would have come out to three thousand dollars for two nights eight thousand dollars for the entire trip for the so, whole that is a pretty fucking penny yeah that tlc that's just like upfronted for them yeah they're just like yeah this is and i bet they probably made that back in like with like with no problem like this was probably really profitable when it first came out I think so, too. Yeah, I could totally
0: see that. But also, like, again, never could have been able to pull, like, $8,000 out of their ass to find no. this trip. No. You know, like, their lives
1: really, really drastically changed, like, pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. And it makes you think about, like, they did the episode where they went to Japan. Like, what would it have been like to get a passport for everybody and round-trip international tickets? And, like, I couldn't imagine how much that would have
0: cost. The poor fucking PAs on this show. I'm sure that they (sighs) had it. I Couldn't you imagine those, like, unpaid interns or, like, the lowest, like, on the totem pole PA having to go to this, like…
1: social. Security office, maybe something to have to do it for
0: all these fucking kids. I not (laughs) imagine. (laughs) For the purpose of your show, you have a boss breathing down your neck, being like, Mm -hmm. "Did you get that for like Johanna duggar Like trying to keep all the names straight. Like I, I would bet one hundred percent that that is something that occurred. Yeah, could see it right now.
1: Yeah, or like like a poor intern with a camera had to take all of their like passport. photos (laughs) Photos. (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean probably
0: it really did like work out for them i think the kids like we'll get into this later but like these kids were literally on the job like it could Mm -hmm. not be any more clear that for basically the two three days that over the course of filming this episode they they had like 14 hour work days basically of like having to be on camera all the time it was insane to me
1: yeah i couldn't imagine how especially the little ones you know because they had a couple kids that were like a little bit older than like a toddler age child like Uh, they get cranky after six hours of being awake you know and then i know i know michelle and jb are gonna take care of them it's gonna be Jana or jill
0: (laughs) okay so one like bizarro thing that happens when they're in times square is Josiah gets a talking head, which again, like he's one of the only kids that does get a talking head. And he's one of the only like younger kids who does get one Mm -hmm. because so far it's been Jill, Jessa, and then like randomly Josiah, because like said it before I'll say it again. He's fucking good in front of the camera and he knows it. Producers know Mm -hmm. it like star quality. (laughs) Truly he did. It was there. It was present. Should have been nurtured um, instead of squashed. But Mm -hmm producers ask like or josiah mentions like yeah a lot of people come up to my mom specifically and he says people are very very interested in his mom because the truth is if it wasn't for her he would be a nobody basically and i'm like whoa okay and i think this is true in that like in the early seasons when this was introduced like this was like her show she was Mm -hmm. like Positioned as like the main character, this was her thing. She did the intro, and she was definitely the most recognized of the Duggars. Mm -hmm. But saying he would be a nobody basically if it if it weren't for his mom. Okay, I got serious. Like, I got two things. I got serious. Like, Chris Jenner vibes
1: Mm to that. Yeah, didn't you? Yeah, hundred percent. It it felt like why is he basing this kid is what eight now nine? Yeah, why is he basing all of his worth on the tv fame that his mom happened to drum up i know and very weird like after he says this there's shot there's like
0: extended footage of michelle like in the background just like signing autographs for random strangers in Times square and she's like the only one who's signing it because she's basically like she is the one drumming up all the publicity and support like i feel like who knows if this is true but what if she was like the secret mastermind behind all of this being like we need a TV show. We need to do this. We need to get publicists. And I could, I could see that. Yeah. Well, I I don't
1: know. This gave me very strong Kim Plath. Welcome Plath. Mm -hmm. Into you're the neck that turns the head vibes. Oh, Exactly. That's what it
0: is. Of course. Jim Bob is like, positioned as like the public face but like he would be nothing if it weren't for michelle constantly reassuring the public like i love to submit to my husband like i love Mm -hmm. raising all of my kids and we should specifically mention that they were here to do the today show appearance like ahead of mother's day like this is like a special like mother's day thing so of course like and she does get all the attention obviously because she pushed as we say 17 kids out of her body at this point yeah um yeah i mean so that's definitely like it's attention grabbing that's what Mm -hmm. it is you know and I feel like she knows it and she's like wielding it clearly yeah.
1: Well, it feels to me it's like, what are the kids thinking when they get dragged along to these trips? I know. You know. I mean, for it, one part, if it has to be exciting, I'm seeing New York City for the first time. I'm going, you know, to a different country for the first time. Whatever it might be. But at the same time, they have to feel like in the back of their heads, like this is for mom. You know, we're not we're not here to be celebrated. We're not here to be the ones who are grabbing attention. We're here as we're
0: We're here to be seen and not heard, like, quite literally. literally. They're truly there to be on display. Nobody's asking them shit. Nobody's asking them to say anything. They are to sit down, be quiet, and, like, let their
1: parents spin the whole deal. And it's, like, a God-honoring fame whore way, basically. They're like the personification of that Lori Alexander graphic where it's like the husband is under the umbrella of Christ Mm -hmm. and then the the wife is under the umbrella of the husband and then the children are under the umbrella of the wife. And it's like a very layered thing where it's just a line of submission from Christ the whole way down to the children. And that's how the home should be run. And it should never deviate from that because that's God honoring. That is like, yeah, I, that's dark that they would like be nothing without
0: their mom because of like this like weird umbrella protection or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, oh, God, Lori. Um, <laughs> he was good at his job. I'm sad that Josiah was fired from his role as like one of the minor stars of Counting On
1: Me or too. of 19th entertaining and Yeah. He was
0: fucking good at his job. These, I am going to die on this hill that they and with Family Vloggers. who I've. <laughs> already said that i hate Yes, these were child actors and they deserve back pay and there needs to be a law passed for like mm-hmm. child reality stars and child like the children of family vloggers. yes um so okay they go on the today show they have to wake up super early for this because i think their appearance is like 7 or whatever they say they get all the girls in hair and makeup and it looks like production on the today show set up like a green room for them they set up like a breakfast for them in the hotel room so i am guessing that they woke these kids up no later than like 4 4 30 in the morning mm-hmm.
1: well yeah and they were in times square so late the night prior I, it was getting dark so it had to have been eight o'clock at least child labor violations that mm-hmm. is not enough sleep for kids no. Like truly <laughs> If they're lucky these toddlers are getting six hours of sleep mm-hmm. on the job like <laughs> no wonder um, they were exhausted on set it totally makes sense
0: yeah they look super tired but they get everybody ready and then they call cars to take them to the today show they wait in the building lobby for like a long time it- it's seeming until like they're ready to go on screen they line up on the spiral staircase for like B roll footage and Meredith Vieira comes out. She greets all of them, and Jill says that she is super warm and like not stuck up at all. And to be fair, she is being like very friendly because that is say it with me her job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She (laughs) is fulfilling her contractual obligation to be kind to all guests. (laughs) And sure, like, you know, she's good at what she does. So she's greeting all the Duggars. She says hi to the baby. And out of all the kids, it's only, like, Meredith here talking to, like, Jim Bob and Michelle. And then we get a shot of Josh walking up to her, putting out his hand and, like, demanding her attention for, like, "Mm -hmm." a couple of minutes. Like, hey, I'm Josh. Remember me? And he's, like, almost, like, not confrontational about it, but it's very, like remember me like we've met before you know me like how could he forget me like it's just so like he's so arrogant the arrogance just jumps out it's right yeah. there and also just the desperation for camera time and it's just so weird to see like that was there from the
1: fucking beginning mm-hmm. this is the like the second episode literally he he was plotting like his entire career probably 10 years in advance there is with no this episode. in my
0: mind there's no doubt in my mind that like Jim Bob was priming his firstborn son for like a political run. I feel like it's like the kind of thing where it didn't work out for him. So he groomed and just prepared his firstborn son to take up the mantle of being like mm-hmm. a conservative Republican who's going to become governor of Arkansas one day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which 100%. thank
0: God did not happen.
1: It never will happen.
0: And <laughs> never. And I think we've, yeah, I think we've avoided that darkest timeline somebody had mentioned this on reddit a few weeks ago but i could find the post but someone had said like thank god that the ashley madison scandal happened where it when it did because had it not he would have been like He could have ascended to like a pretty fucking high position in the Trump administration, which like, of course that would have happened.
1: Can't you see that? Like, of course that would have happened. I didn't even think about that until this minute. Me either. Oh my God, that is so accurate. That's terrifying. It (laughs) happened. I think it happened like the month before or like literally
0: as Trump was announcing his campaign in 2015 Mm -hmm. and it was still a joke. And I mean, God, how naive we
1: were (laughs) five years ago, but... Okay, let's say Donald Trump gives Josh Duggar a cabinet position because the scandal never breaks. What cabinet position do you think he would have? Okay, realistically, I
0: think that he... Second, I think he'd be, he'd be, it'd be like a toss up between him and DeVos for education. Randomly, this high school (laughs) dropout. This like, the guy without his fucking GED, or maybe he did have his GED, but this like, guy who clearly did not go to high school.
1: Yes. Being in
0: charge of education for the entire
1: country. I think it also would have been very ironic for him to be the secretary of labor, (laughs) because he's never worked a real job in his life.
0: (laughs) Or do you, do you remember when Rick Perry got like um or appointed to Department of Energy and he thought it was about <laughs> yes. like he thought what he thought it was about like solar panels and not like yes. nuclear <laughs> armament?
1: <laughs> yes, that could have been Josh Duggar. It could. Have I been. know it could have
0: been. I I can't take credit for this, but I can't find the post right now that someone had said Trump would have fucking loved him because Trump is like. They're of the same fucking ilk. They're both these Mm -hmm. overblown reality TV stars who got too big for their fucking britches and just rode this like toxic wave of like conservatism and grossness into Mm -hmm. the political arena. They would have been two peas in a little fucking pot. And like we (sighs) should count our blessings as they come, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So another instance of this is like when they're still backstage, like ready to go on screen for one second, briefly, Matt Lauer comes on screen and he just like is there to just do a quick hi and bye. He like shakes hands with Jim Bob Duggar. He's like, oh, hey, like, nice to see you again. And then literally leaves like he's off screen and we see thirsty ass Josh once Mm -hmm. again stick his hand out. He's like, he's the entire time, like trying to get his attention, like trying to make eye contact with him failing. And then before he, like right before he leaves, like reaches out his hand and like, hey, remember me, remember me, I'm Josh Duggar. And I think that Matt, we don't even see it, but like Matt Lauer taps his hand or something. Like it's like literally not even a handshake and then leaves, but you can tell. Josh is fucking pressed. He is like yeah. not used to being dismissed. He's like, he thinks he's like basically the second most important face in this organization, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Second only to Jim Bob. Yeah. And nobody gives a shit about him. Mm-hmm. Because he's a rando from North, you know, just like a rando.
1: Yeah. This gave me very strong when you go to a concert and the artist comes down to the front row to like hug people or talk to people <laughs> and like the second row reaches up to like touch their hand or whatever just to like touch a celebrity. Like it's- Very it's much, very <laughs> much. It was just like, I need to like
0: absorb some of your power yeah. and like make it all rub off, like literally yeah, rub literally. off on Yeah. But that's how quickly he was dismissed. I just, I do like just him having to contend with the realization that he is not the fucking like, all that that he thinks he is you know
1: oh, yeah like he's
0: like he his he just has such an overinflated view of himself and that goes completely unchallenged i'm sure mm-hmm. except when he's like with people who are not of his like immediate social service yeah and or not there's like camera crew who's like paid to follow around his family yeah, yeah, but the um, the sliminess was there, mm-hmm. the desperation jumping out at us, you know. It was
1: present. It was there. <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of AMAs on Reddit, actually, of people who went to, like, Big Sandy during the period when the Duggars were there, and occasionally you'll see one that's talked about their interactions with the Duggars and mm-hmm. pretty much all of them that I've read have been like, Josh was like weird. <laughs> like I never really <laughs> interacted with him, but like I never got good energy from him either. <laughs> like I've seen yeah, him, I believe him that. just like creepy.
0: <laughs> I, that, I feel like that was like, even from the screen. You could tell. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell that there was some sort of like ego, like the ego Mm -hmm. and the aggression and the like. I mean, at the very least, we can see that it was off. There was, it was something off, you know, from from the start. Like
1: bubbling up underneath, like right below the surface. Ready to erupt. (laughs) Disgusting, but
0: (laughs) erupted. Um, (laughs) Okay, so Michelle is on. She basically, it is revealed that the entire point of them going on this, like, show is for michelle to announce on national television that she is pregnant with kid number 18 and then everybody like proceeds to act like this is the wildest fucking news i could have ever imagined never could have predicted it you know jaws are on the floor Mm -hmm. we get what i'm going to venture out on a limb and say is the worst fucking acting i've ever seen from a man woman or child which is josh being like what no, yeah.
1: Oh, it was so <laughs> like, I was so embarrassed, like secondhand embarrassment from him. It was appalling. He, I wonder if he got a talking to from JB afterward, being like,
0: No, that's not what we talked about. You didn't do your <laughs> job. Like you were supposed to
1: you didn't commit to the bit. Like you should have gotten more. I, I don't think he got his allowance that week. Like it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, he really dropped the ball on that. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. My guess is that the younger kids, everybody younger than maybe Ginger, was actually surprised, mm-hmm. but there's no way the older kids were like surprised. They knew.
1: No, no. And I mean, Michelle even admits to it. Okay, well,
0: <laughs> we get the grossest fucking comment from Michelle ever. Ever The thing is, like, I don't think that most of the audience at the time understood what was so fucking fucked up about this, but we certainly know, Snarkers yeah. know, she basically tells, like, Meredith Vieira that, like, you know, it was so hard to keep it a secret because my girls watched the calendar like a hawk. Vomit. I, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, How to like, how to explain what that means Disgust. for people who don't know. Right. I don't even know where to start, truly. It's like, okay, how to, like... Okay, I, I truly don't know where I'm starting. Like, where do we start? Like, Do we start with, like, <laughs> like... I feel like I'm, like, sitting down in front of a kid being, like, when a man loves a woman, like, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like,
1: <laughs> okay, well, what are the logistics of what this means? So, like, she has a calendar. It's hanging in the common area. Her, like, everybody sees it. She's marking things down on the calendar. What is she marking yes. down on the
0: calendar? <laughs> so, i it's not even a rumor. We are looking for the clip. If we find it, we're going to insert it here. But... We are, <laughs> we're night, we're almost certain that Michelle, <laughs> we're 90% certain that Michelle has this calendar that she keeps in the kitchen of the fam, like the family kitchen. And she marks her ovulation schedule on this calendar by marking the days that she's menstruating with a red dot, like for her family to see. And this is like, this is the apocryphal calendar that her girls are supposedly watching like a hawk which like and this is just like the most normal natural thing in the world this is like oh yeah of course like i track my menstrual cycle on my calendar for my girls to watch like a hawk to see if i'm pregnant like in what realm i guess in the fundy realm like is this a normal Familial thing to just like discuss over like an egg breakfast, like just like oh, like is mom does mom on her period
1: today? Like let's check the calendar. This is bananas. Like it's so difficult for me to even conceptualize that because they keep everything about sex so quiet. Every intimate thing that like kids who are teenagers who are like coming of age should learn about like get proper sexual education to stay safe. And that's not okay. That's that's untouchable. You don't talk about it until you're married. But then when you're married, it's fair game. Like anything can happen as disgusting as it might be for everybody else. It, like everybody gets to see it. It's on full display, like h- dry humping at the golf course, period, calories yeah. in the kitchen. It's disgusting.
0: That's the part that's so – it's like once you're married – all of the details of your literal like reproductive life it's like supposed to be offered up for public consumption like it's mm-hmm. just like family knowledge it's like yeah mom and dad like fuck and we fuck on this, oh my god it's so like you know like the dry humping on the thing like mm-hmm.
1: um but everyone's think, like, it's
0: supposed it's, to be like cool with it
1: well there it, it's like it's okay because they're they're doing it for reproductive purposes it's natural it's like watching the animal channel you know it's not <laughs> lustful, it's not sinful because they're married and it's for babies <laughs>
0: And they're loading that quiver full of arrows for Christ. Ain't that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird mix of like prudishness and then exhibitionism that it it mm-hmm. gives me the fucking skeeves. Like it skeeves me the fuck out, you know? Yeah, draw a line. It's unacceptable. It's fucking weird. It's like the type of shit that at the time that this aired, I don't think that people could have known that people wouldn't have guessed first of all because that's like not a normal human thing to guess that like oh that's what they're talking about and people it Mm -hmm. wasn't general knowledge at the time i think in the years since people who have come out of the institute of basic life principles Mm -hmm. cult group you know have explained that this is something that their leader like bill gothard preached that he was like this is a practice that families should adopt because who knows, whatever like twisted fucking pseudo biblical reason he gave for that, but there's ample evidence that like this is to what they were referring. Like, we're not like making this up. It has been yeah. over a decade since this aired. I think at this point, we, like, we can be pretty sure that like this is what the deal was, but mm-hmm. either way, not fucking okay. <laughs> yeah, so cursed calendars <laughs> aside, <laughs> they wrap up their appearance on the Today Show. They head over to the airport on the same day. I'm sure this was like. I'm sure they went straight from the Today Show, like, to the Newark airport. Yeah. And they said that there was, like, inclement weather, so their flight was delayed for two hours, and then that stretched into four hours. These kids are fucking struggling. <laughs> they have been up since four in the morning. They are delayed at an airport. The camera crew is still fucking filming them for footage, mm-hmm. and they're fucking exhausted! These kids are not, like, in it. They're They, like, want to, like, go home. They want to be on a plane. They want to, like... I'm sure, like, a break from the camera. Like, we can't say Mm -hmm. for certain, but, like, come on. Yeah. And, okay, this is where we're going to get into the infamous Jackson getting lost in the airport scene. And this is one of those things that, like, I feel like I've known about this for a long time, but watching the way it unfolds in this, like, truly, like, there's so little that should shock or surprise me at this point about this family, but I couldn't believe how it happened because, first of all, It's not even Jim Bob, Michelle, but it's not anybody in the family who realizes like, oh, fuck, our three-year-old son, Jackson Duggar, is missing. It is Scott the cameraman who hears an announcement over the loudspeaker that a little boy named Jackson is separated from his family. That is how it goes (laughs) down. (laughs) Then we get shots of Jim Bob. He's like, as soon as I heard it, as soon as I heard Scott the cameraman tell me that my son was missing, I sprinted across the airport. And I feel like this was like really shady on the part of the editors because as as he says the word I r- sprinted or ran or something, we get like a shot of him walking at a very, very, I would say leisurely pace. My own pace. <laughs> plop, 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 one foot after the other and a very measured way across the airport to get his missing child and <laughs> this is one of those things that's like the I feel like production was giving us a bone being like mm-hmm. we know this is crazy I do think that the camera people production is like now close and has always like been somewhat like on the side of the Duggers. but this was an instance where I feel like even they were like come the fuck on like yeah you were not running you were not in any <laughs> yeah. hurry this is not urgent to you you were taking a stroll so jim bob like gets to security and he asks not like where's my son like okay if you have like liam neeson from taken being a 10 jim bob is like at like a 1.5 being like hey I, where's my kid <laughs> no like, like i heard, heard i lost me. one
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like oh yeah um and he downplayed it so much he was like and when i got back to the group jackson was already there <laughs> yes yeah so like i guess
0: In the time that it took him to find security, Jackson had already made his way back to the family. So, again, takes a little saunter over (laughs) back to the the (laughs) gate. Jackson is three at this point. Okay, if not a parent, literally a childless, single, heathen woman living alone in New York. But if I I just, like, imagining having a three-year-old kid that I lose,
1: I fucking, like... I will lose it, <laughs> you know, like, I, I just like, I, I mean, I, I wrote down, Michelle said something here that I had to write down, because I thought that it was so preposterous that she had said it in a talking head that had to have been filmed significantly after the fact for production. Mm-hmm. She said, it's probably every parent's nightmare to have a baby that gets lost. And Then she doesn't say anything else about it. (laughs) She just said it's every parent's nightmare, and she got it's my nightmare. It's my nightmare. I was terrified. Or just like
0: one would be terrified. were one to find oneself in such. It's so that's the thing. It's so fucking dispassionate. Like there's no, there is something wrong when you cannot express emotion, like genuine, visceral, bodily emotion. That like, oh my, you know these are weird fucking responses that is not there i i understand listen i try to be like an empathetic person i understand that there's like a range of responses that people can have to like stressful situations but i would say that is like an outlier of a response you know that is like not within the range of like what most people go through or let themselves experience,
1: you know? And I guess for this incident too, Jim Bob has a talking head where he says something along the lines of a couple with one or two children can lose a child. And with 17, we're in a much higher proportion of like possibility <laughs> to lose a child. I'm <laughs>
0: like giving some like statistical like calculation of how just like to just yeah exactly to justify their thing he was you can tell i feel like he was trying they were both trying so hard Mm -hmm. to be like this was not a big deal and totally normal and like yeah you know we can just move on (laughs) you know like they were trying their most to like I feel like it was still, like, maintain an image of, like, we're really good parents, and this was just, like, a <laughs> random silly little thing that happened at an airport. You know, like, a cute little yeah. adventure thing.
1: Yeah. And then when Jim Bob got back, it was Jana who was consoling this horribly upset poor tiny child. <laughs> who, like, Jackson
0: was in her buddy group. Obviously, this three-year-old is, like, crying, having little, like, hiccup sobs, mm-hmm. curled up in Janna's lap. Production is trying to get him to, like, explain what happened. Obviously, he's, like, barely verbal, so he can't, like, yeah. really tell the story of, like, how he got lost. Where the fuck are his parents? Mm-hmm. They, I, I honestly think they were, like, right there. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, oh, you found Janna. You're good. You know? Yeah. Like, that's – it's over. Like, you're good. And Janna still had to, like, deal with, like, literally, like, the emotional fallout of, like, a kid having a traumatic experience of being separated, like – Yeah. The kids are actually really good about this. Like, Joy comes over, and I think, like, Jeremiah comes over, and they're both Mm -hmm. super, super young, and they're, like, hugging him and, like, trying to comfort him. But again, like, it is kind and nice that they're doing this, and it is a really, like, cute example of, you know, siblings really getting along and loving each other, but that shouldn't be their job, you know, which I feel like it was. That's the issue. Yeah. The family goes back to the big house. They get in, I'm assuming, late. And then we are back with the family, 8 in the morning. They're going to yet another event. They're going to gather the entire family (laughs) in a bus to drive three hours to Little Rock to a hotel that's going to honor Michelle for Mother's Day. These kids are asleep. They're exhausted. They're tired. They deserve a break. They're burning the camera at both fucking ends. Like, (laughs) I need to... At least 11 hours of sleep a night, 9 to 11. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way these toddlers are getting enough rest. I feel like you need so much sleep when you're a kid. They're not getting it. There's no
1: way they've gotten it. Don't toddlers get like a nap during the day? Like, (laughs) I don't have a kid, but like, I feel like most toddlers have like a midday nap. (laughs) Like, even kindergartens do that. Like, they. I know. You know? They must be just, like,
0: at at the end of their rope. But, of course, they're forced to get in line, get on this bus. They arrive at this hotel in Little Rock. And it's, like, a weird fucking hotel called the Peabody. Mm -hmm. They're there for something called the Duck March. And I can't believe I watched this, which was a five-minute scene about a man explaining the history of this, like, this – what even is that era? Like – the 1910s like it's so long ago that there's not even like a, a pithy name for the decade yeah. like it's you know right <laughs> um this like old man who decided to train ducks to walk from a cage and jump into a fountain on themselves to like drum up publicity for this hotel again i'm wasting too much <laughs> breath on this i the show spent 5 minutes explaining what this was michelle is there to lead the ducks in their little march And I guess the joke is that like all the kids are gonna follow in line just like the ducks. And it's Mm -hmm. like, look at we're being like Michelle drops in a line about like you have to be obedient just like those ducks. And if there was a more at metaphor,
1: ducks are
0: (laughs) if there was a more at metaphor, I don't know it because Mm -hmm. these these children are literally trained ducks to line up in a little row and do whatever the fuck their parents tell them for the cameras so people can just give them polite little claps and free stuff
1: and no wonder they're so well behaved they're like fucking sleep deprived little zombies at this point <laughs>
0: low key i feel like sleep deprivation is like a literal tactic it's a torture tactic. brainwashing yeah it's a torture tactic and it's one of the key components of like when you're being brainwashed into a cult Mm -hmm. yes it's sleep Uh, deprivation
1: yeah and I've Um, read that like the Duggars are so bad about enforcing bedtimes and like the kids just get to whatever bed that's available like they don't have a set bedtime where they get read to or anything they just climb into bed jeans and all and fall asleep whatever hour of the night (laughs) and then they get up whatever hour of the day you know cannot believe that they were literally episode two
0: it was all there already showing Mm -hmm. us their brainwashing tactics and we like did didn't see it yep we missed all the signs we really (laughs) did also the petty and me just wanted to know that michelle is wearing the exact same outfit that she wore on the today's show one day ago she is an outfit repeater
1: outfit repeater
0: it's not even a nice outfit (laughs) no it's not i don't it's not a nice dress it looks like one of those it's funny that jill opened the episode with that thing about the amish women because this michelle in dress and hairstyle is visually indistinguishable from like an LDS Mormon she's wearing the exact same dress it's one of those like handmade one color I don't know it has like the sleeves we'll post a picture but the hair is poofy the dress is poofy Mm -hmm. not even a good outfit that she repeated no so that is the Duggars do NYC final thoughts
1: this episode perfectly encapsulates everything that's wrong with the Duggars in like a nice package tied up with a little bow and like a stupid bit about ducks at the end. Like that's exactly what this is. Completely. Um, Couldn't agree more.
0: So that is this episode of side hugs. We will be back next week. Thank you again.
1: Thank you for having me. It was so nice.
0: Yeah. Follow us on Instagram or Patreon. If you haven't already, where we will be releasing um bonus episodes and early access um so till next week snark on mother duggers